0: Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Spirit-Filled Real Talk with Juliana. What is good? What is good? This episode, I'm actually really excited to share. I think I'm always excited to share. That's how you know, by the way, that you found your passion. (laughs) When you just get amped to share something that you know will change the life, even if it's just the one, you know that that's your passion when you're so amped to show up and to make sure that you're a vessel to communicate that message. So today is very much one of those messages. The title, as you saw, is called Living on Purpose. So a little preface here. This is something that I used to feel like eluded me. It was something that I was so desperate for. It was just one of those things that, that almost haunted me. I was thinking about it all the time. I was taking every personality assessment or test that you could take. I was a voracious learner. I wanted to gain knowledge and learn everything that I could. And I also felt like I was behind in life, like there was so much that I didn't know. So I was on this hunt, if you will, <laughs> to, to get access to as much as I could and then learn as much as I could and apply all that I could, which was really overwhelming. And what I found in all of my adventures up to a point was that I kept what I call coming up short. I kept investing and feeling like I wasn't getting the return on investment that I thought that I was supposed to have, right? So I would start and finish a thing, but I would still feel like that's it. Now what? And now I feel like I have to start over, right? Like does there is there ever something where you're just building or you just feel satisfied and content with what is? Like does that happen or do we just keep doing this? We keep finishing something and on to the next and on to the next. And it was very overwhelming to the degree that it just felt exhausting right there's only so much time energy and resources that we all have and at the time I didn't know how to manage all of that well so eventually what I came to realize was a saying I just got a download and it was simply this you're alive therefore you're on purpose now your purpose is to live like it live on purpose Right, And that, I will tell you, changed my life because what that simple download taught me was just to be present. There's no amount of future tripping. And if you're new, future tripping is where you're constantly tripping in your mind about the future, right? And it's usually visualizing all of these worst case scenarios. You can see all the worst case, but the one path that you can't see is the faith path and the way that it's going to work, the plan A. You can't see that one for the life of you. You're blind to it, but you can come up with all of the other scenarios of how it's not going to work. So you keep future tripping. So there's no amount of that, and there's no amount of reliving the past or being a person who continues to bring their past into their future because they're not healing, they're not growing, right? So there's no amount of that that was going to change my present. And if I'm in the future, I'm not living in the present. And if I'm in the past, I'm not living in the present. And where my power is, and my power to literally change my future, is in the present. So you're alive, therefore you're on purpose. Not everybody woke up today. Meaning your life is a gift, right? So you're alive, you're on purpose. You don't have to figure that out. Now, your purpose is to live like it. In all that you think, say, and do, live on purpose okay so i want to to break this down so we're going to go on a, a little mini adventure in the short period of time that we have together and this might be one that you want to just listen to and absorb but you can definitely take notes too so i'm going to give you some scripture to really root and ground this word and then i'm going to give you some practical wisdom that i found when it comes to purpose and living on purpose and then some of the benefits of living on purpose that you'll start to experience which is very different than the anxiety and the future tripping and the expectation hangovers. So it's very exciting. And if you can hear, there's a choo choo in the background. All right. So this is the first verse. One of my faves. It's Matthew five, 13 to 16. It says this, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So there's a couple of things that are going on here. One, salt gives flavor. Salt gives meaning. So I equate that to being somebody that's able to encourage, to exhort, to build up, to pour courage into somebody, to, to lift up their spirit, to to literally give their soul a lift, to have these encounters with them where they know that God sees them, Right that's what salt does sometimes salt is also giving a confronting word out of love right you wouldn't let somebody go down a path that is dangerous and not give them a warning right but it's how you do it and it's being spirit-led in the process so that's saltiness right and light there's unique gifts and talents and light and personality traits and just life Right, that we all express differently. We all express the person of God differently. How the Spirit operates in and through us is different. There's nobody that's the same. It's all different manifestations of His glory and of His goodness. If we choose to be receivers of that, right, and if we choose to let God work through us, right. So. We are here to shine before others so that they may give glory to God, right? Sometimes we have those encounters and we just think, man, that person was like an angel. I don't know when or how they showed up, but they just touched my life in such. What? Like It's almost like God answered my prayer through this person and we get so moved by that. And that's what we can be, right? If we intentionally think about that, right? Set Set it as an intention to be salt and light in the world. There's no glory out of hiding yourself and hiding what God has given you. He gives it to you to get it through you. Okay, so super powerful verse there. Another one, just as a reminder, you probably have heard this, and it's one that's used quite a bit, but it's Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Okay, so this is such an encouraging word when you let it hit your spirits. So if you've ever questioned, oh, I don't, I don't come from the right background. I wasn't born into the world by the parents that I needed, or I don't even know my parents, or I was a mistake. Nobody even wanted me to be born, right? When your mind... Is tempted to go to places like that or if you have an identity battle this is a breaking word right here another one is Habakkuk 2 3 for still the vision awaits its appointed time it hastens to the end it will not lie if it seems slow wait for it it will surely come it will not delay what I love about this is it gives context Okay, so the way the world describes purpose, right, and how you know you're going to be on purpose is that things are just going to be easy. They're just going to flow. There's going to be no turbulence. There's going to be no challenges. It ain't going to be hard. It just going to work, right? And that's not always true. The word actually tells us that there's going to be much struggle and toil as we work towards dreams, but that's part of the process, right? And the vision awaits an appointed time. So surely, with certainty, it's a sure thing, it's going to come to pass, but are we going to endure the process, okay? And so this last one that I'll give you, when in doubt, (laughs) I'll give you two more. When in doubt, this is the grounding verse that I always return back to. If I don't have clarity, if I don't have the vision that I feel like I need, I go back to Matthew 6.33, which says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness And all these things, all these things that I'm trying to figure out, all these things that I'm trying to chase, all these things that I'm trying to do will be added unto you. So if I'm tempted to get it twisted, this is always what I run back to, which brings clarity. And then as a reminder, and this is the final word, Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are his workmanship, okay? Created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Woo, this is so encouraging if you hear it. Break it down. For we are his workmanship. I'm on purpose. God created me, right? Before he formed me in my mother's womb, he knew me. He created me for purpose because God is a God of purpose, right? He created me in Christ for good works. Okay, that's my destiny to keep doing good works and share them with the world, right? God prepared them. So that's why I seek the kingdom first, because as I seek the kingdom, as I develop a relationship with God to seek his face, not his hand, right? He starts to reveal things to me. He starts to to be intimate with me and close with me and reveal secrets to me and mysteries that only God knows with me that are relevant to my life. And he pours faith and he pours courage and he he gives that supernatural clarity and he gives me the strength to walk out what he shows me, right? So Ephesians 2.10 is a strong verse, all right? So God is a God of purpose. He created you on purpose to live on purpose, okay? So here's some of the things that I just want to clarify that have really been revealed to me so that you can practically walk out the truth and stand on this word, okay? Understanding is the truth that you stand under, right? So here are some ways to bring more context. I have 7 of them for you. Number 1, part of my struggle because a lot of this work started for me before college. I really felt like, "Oh man, I got to figure out who I am because if I don't know who I am, then how am I going to how am I supposed to find a career, right? Like if I don't know how I'm wired and I wasn't walking with God at this point, there was not a relationship with God. I just relied on intuition, okay? So, I really needed to know who I was, right? I had no clue. I'm like, how am I wired? What am I good at? What am I here for? What am I gifted in? I just literally had nothing. It just felt like a black hole kind of, right? So that was overwhelming for me because then I'm like, how am I supposed to decide to go to college? Because that was a family value. You go to college, it's what you do. And I'm like, well, great. If I'm gonna go to college, then what am I gonna study in, right? Like I gotta find that thing that I'm here for, so that I can do it for the rest of my life, right? Which was really overwhelming to try to figure out when you're a teenager. <laughs> right? You're a young adult. Like how are you supposed to figure that out? That's not it does not make sense at all. Okay? So I was in that hot mess and what I've come to realize is that our purpose is not always found in a career, okay? So some people are going to going to encounter where their vocation and their gifting align. And that's where they they find their congruence. That's where they see where everything comes together. It all works for good for them, right? But that is not everyone. That is not everyone, okay? So purpose is not always found in career. So for example, there's been a lot of jobs that I've had on my career journey that have been for my character development or to to expose me to new skills that I needed that I was being paid to learn it was like being paid to go to school kind of <laughs> experiential education right so the job was to help me to get new skills it was help me bringing in income so that I could put that towards my purpose and and to build what I'm called to right so it's not, purpose is not always found in your career. For some it is, but it's not for everybody. So let that bring relief to some of you. So think instead of career, with purpose, think of calling, right? What What is it that that makes me feel home? Is there a certain skill set that just flows out of me that, that I just like love being in environments that exude X, Y, or Z, or these people, I just feel so called to these people, or this cause, or this this crusade right like whatever it is like I'm called to this place like it's undeniable and you'll know okay when you get into that thing that you know that you're called to you'll know so for example for me everything that I've done in my life it's around communicating and expressing yourself it's about your narrative or your story it's around writing and communications and media and speaking all of that, right? So it's all around communications. Now what's interesting, Juliana Page actually means joyful messenger or youthful servant, okay? So it's literally being God's mouthpiece, all right? So before I was connected to God, I was in journalism and I was in radio and I was in film production, all of that, right? Because the gifts are irrevocable. So you have these things that you're gifted at. I'm, I'm gifted in breaking down complex ideas and simplifying them. I'm gifted in being articulate. I'm gifted in wisdom, right? So these are things that if you start to recognize that, then you can find how to package it so that it can serve a certain people group, okay? So where I came to realize career was different than call was that when I was in grad school, And I was future tripping (laughs) because I was realizing that I didn't feel fit for the industry. So I was still at a time and a place in my life where I wasn't walking with God. And I was very uneasy about what was next because I didn't feel called to the film industry at that season in my life. I felt called to all of the knowledge and all of the information that I was developing, but I did not feel called to that industry. And that was freaking me out, right? Because I'm like, I didn't come. all this way and invest all of this right time energy resource everything that I've got into an education to not go into that industry and be successful like what on earth is happening right now and how is this happening right so I would later recognize that while in grad school I encountered for the first time in my life a professional life coach and I was blown away First, I was curious, I was intrigued. I'm like, what is this thing you speak of? If anything, I'm your ideal client. (laughs) I'm your target audience. So I started working with a coach and it blew my mind. I started to recognize that all these questions that I had, I wasn't answering for myself, right? And I was more terrified, literally, of what would happen to me and my life if I didn't do this deep soul work. If I didn't start slowing down and answering these questions and do this work, I was terrified of what my life would unfold, how it would unfold, what it would look like, right? So I invested in my first coach in grad school, and I was hooked. I was obsessed. I'm like, oh my God, all these questions that I've been asking my entire life – you're, you're asking me. I'm like, this is insane. And this is a modality and I'm paying for you. it. I'm paying you for it. So there's something here. So the whole time I'm intrigued. I'm like, what is this coaching industry? I had no clue. And so I ended up going down the path of getting certified after much resistance and fear. <laughs> and I... Fell in love. It was the first thing that I didn't have to study. It was something I didn't have to figure out. Of course, I did all the homework, all the assignments, but it just flowed. Like I felt like I stepped into who I was. I'm like, this is what you've been doing your entire life without realizing you were practicing these skills. It was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Like I just knew what to do. Like I was home. So you may have a similar experience, but that's why I've been able to go through many different seasons and many different quote-unquote jobs in my career because i know i'm a coach (laughs) i'm a professional life coach so i don't take off that identity i'm that whatever environment i'm in i'm an encourager i'm god's mouthpiece right like i'm communicating the good news i get a self-check every day with my name (laughs) right and, and to live joyfully, right? It's a constant reminder and to just really pay attention and to live at this high standard of watching what you're communicating and consuming. So super powerful. I hope that little tangent was helpful for somebody. But the first thing, consider that your purpose is not in your career, right? And it, it might actually be completely separate, okay? And be willing to explore that or entertain that, okay? Number two, Your purpose, and this is huge, especially when we live in this day and age of social media where you're exposed to everybody and you just feel behind all the time or not good enough, right? But your purpose is not always something that you monetize. Please hear me. Your purpose is not always something that you monetize. What do you mean? Well, for example, I have served in the recovery space for many years. That's a volunteer position, but I bring my all to that and I do not get paid for it, okay? But I'm called to it. I'm called to release breakthrough and to release transformation and to facilitate a process, right? I'm called to it. So I don't question that, but I show up for it. Or for example, creating content, whether that's here on the podcast, whether it's on the YouTube channel, whether it's social media, that's a social media ministry right like I'm I'm called to that and all of that is free content I don't get paid for that right or hosting groups and and writing books and doing book studies again I'm not getting paid for that but I am called to do those things okay so think about that not everything that you do is going to be monetized and I feel like this is huge because you could be missing a huge amount of fulfillment just because you're looking for that thing that you can monetize and get ahead, okay? And what that turns into is it turns into vanity, it turns into seeking all the things, and it turns into a lot of frustration and disappointment because we're not seeking the kingdom first. We're not really abiding by that principle and that promise, okay? So that is huge. Not everything that's on purpose is to be monetized, all right? It's, I look at it this way, it's, When God tells you something, are you able to just obey without question? That's a way that you could self-check that. Number three, purpose is always going to involve serving or contributing to the lives of other people. Always. It's going to be a cause that is higher than you. Okay? And it's not going to have you in mind. It's a selfless, giving... Oh my goodness, just spirit-led, servant-hearted mission, right? To serve and to contribute to the lives of people, okay? So you're going to find your purpose through service and contribution. That's where it's at. So when you start exploring things, think about things that intrigue you, that have some element of mystery and curiosity. That would be fun, or I'm really interested in this. Go explore it without attachment. Just go explore it. Number four, purpose will magnetize your gifts, okay? So in the example that I shared with coaching, I didn't recognize, one, that I had a voice because I had identified as an introvert. I was very quiet. I did not go out of my way to make relationships. I did not share my opinions. I was just quiet and I would listen, <laughs> which there's like a lot of gifts. There's a huge gift in just being able to listen. You really can attain and just absorb so much information. but. I didn't know I had a voice I didn't know that I had this gift to articulate or to break down otherwise complex ideas I didn't know that I knew how to help hold space for other people and and really just make them feel comfortable to do some really deep hard soul work right so I started to recognize this this heart that God has given me, and this compassion that God has given me, and this resilience that God has given me, and this personality that he's given me to to relate to others and to walk with them through some complex stuff, yet still do it with some joy and humor. It's wild. So through that vehicle, I started to see that my gifts were being magnetized. Also, serving in recovery, I started to recognize that I was a prayer warrior, <laughs> I had a gift to pray and to intercede. I started to recognize that I really made people feel comfortable and safe and that I was reliable in that way. So it was really just beautiful. And that's where I really found my speaking gift and my gift to to communicate as well. I found a people, right, that that was really relevant for. So super powerful. But your purpose will magnify your gifts by God's power and for his glory. Number five Something that would help you with purpose too, I know something that I've done, is I just started developing a plethora of mentors. And I did this initially through books. Some of my first mentors were from books. I shared on social media the other day that I had finished my fifth book of the year already. (laughs) And that I'm just grateful for Jack Canfield and his Chicken Soup for the Soul books because I started reading those I want to say it was around nine or 10. And it blew my mind because up to that point, yeah, you got your, like your nursery rhyme books and the books that were read to you for bed and then the the ones that you have to read for school. But I didn't enjoy reading. But when I was reading those books, they were the first books that I could get cover to cover in a very short period of time, often a plane ride, right? And I was so moved by them because it was real life stories. It just really highlighted to me that my life wasn't you know, the only life that was real, hashtag real, right? Like there's real stories, there's real people out there. And that just, that really moved me and it made me hungry for for people that had answers. So I started studying Jack Canfield and then who he was connected with. And I just developed mentors and started really growing in knowledge and information. So think about people you admire. I admire people again that can break down complex things, that can pioneer a path, that can communicate and, and tell stories well. So think about who you admire because that will often reveal purpose. Also, number six, this one is big. <laughs> Stop just thinking about things and, and kind of getting into that analysis paralysis and just start taking action. I've tried so many different things, including a lot of people don't know this, but being a DJ. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's a story for another day. But that was something that was totally out of my comfort zone and something I would never see myself doing. But I loved it, right? And so just get out and try new things and see what comes out of you. You're never going to find your purpose if you're only thinking and never taking action. Okay, and number seven is get wealthy. (laughs) I believe that God is a prosperous God, that God is a God that gives you the power to get wealth. And he does that. And not everybody is called to, to go big on wealth, okay? Um, some people, their, their purpose is really connected to that, though, so that they can fund things for the kingdom and that they can really fund organizations and projects and things that require a lot of wealth to do, right? So for some, that's going to be the path. Go get wealthy if that's what you're called to. But I want to highlight here, do not make that your number one. Notice that this is number seven. It's the last thing on the list. Once you've got a good foundation in place, then go make all the money to make a big difference. And you could be starting that now, even on a small scale, right? You can have savings accounts. You can have money in different investments. So you can start doing that now, but just don't let that be your first goal, okay? And then another pointer here is to highlight that what you're chasing is fulfillment and just this freedom to be able to choose how to live your life and invest your time that's what you're after and that looks different to some people some people are their purpose is to be a full-time mom you might not generate a ton of wealth doing that you won't right but you'll be fulfilled okay and some people are their purpose is to go all go into all the world and just be an evangelist, right? And they they they're not generating wealth. They they're living how to literally live a minimalist lifestyle. Okay? So just keep that in mind. Not everybody is called to this one, all right? And then a couple of things that you can do with these seven things that I've shared too. I want to encourage you to answer a couple of questions for yourself. And not let parents, family, friends, associates, social media, bosses, whatever, mates, partners, boyfriends, girlfriends, don't let anybody else define this for you. Get out a notebook. (laughs) Let it even be on your phone. That's password protected if you need to. But answer these questions for you and invite Holy Spirit to guide you in answering these. Okay. First one, what does success mean to you and how do you measure it? Okay. What I have found in coaching many clients of mine is that there's a tendency to have a success intolerance. What does that mean? This is true for, for folks that have had to just learn how to survive, to learn how to just get by. You don't just shift into your new man, which the new man in this case would be a man that thrives, right? A man that thinks of the mind of Christ, a man that is full of faith, right? You don't just shift into all those. You might have the capacity for all that, right? You might have all of that beautiful Jesus nature in you, but you've got to activate it too. And that doesn't just happen overnight. There's process connected to that, right? So if you're, you're used to living in survival, you don't just shift into thriving, okay? And so sometimes folks can have a success intolerance. There's a ton of fear connected to that. It's a really awkward. And so there's a lot of breakthrough and transformation that happens in the process of becoming successful. But it's also important to recognize what does success mean to you and how do you measure it? A lot of times when we only measure it by money, we're really missing the mark. Okay. And then lastly, another question, if you had unlimited time, what would you do with it? If you had the, you know, ask yourself that question. If you had unlimited time and unlimited resource, what would you do just because? What would you do? Remember, happy isn't enough, okay? Because you can you can chase after the material things and they're great, okay? But eventually, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. What is going to work is being fulfilled, right? I like to say li- living your life in such a way that you leave the earth tapped out. You literally leaned in and gave it all you got. You had nothing left, okay? Now... Lastly, I wanted to take you through a couple of things that living with purpose really allows you to experience, how how it brings this fulfillment. I just want to highlight a couple of things because maybe some of you guys are there, all right? So number one, what purpose does, it won't guarantee necessarily higher paychecks and all of that, but what it will do is it will help you to feel more grounded and present And connected to a calling that is bigger than yourself so you'll be able to show up every day motivated and with that passion and with that energy and with that excitement which really makes you attractive (laughs) right number two it really helps you help others live their purpose by inspiring them so your example your breakthrough how you live your life how you carry yourself speaks a message like nothing else right Your energy, as they say, introduces you before your words ever do, okay? So think about that. When you live with intention, you're really empowering other people and giving them permission to do so also. Number three, when you're living on purpose, you really engage with other people from a healthy (laughs) self-esteem, right? Some people might say that this is cocky or you're just, you know, full of yourself, they, they don't get it yet, right? But you really are able to engage from a place of being, again, grounded and centered and aligned with God. So you have this high self-esteem and this ability to carry yourself well and maintain the right boundaries and live according to good moral character and standards, right? Number four, when you're living on purpose, your physical and mental health will thank you, okay? Your physical and mental health will thank you. So something that that I realized pretty early is that I need to take care of this vessel that God has given me, right? Spiritual health is important. Mental health is important. Emotional health is important. Heart health is important, right? All of those are important. But your physical health is just as important, right? You're not going to be able to to focus or you're going to become really moody. Or if you're not eating right, different things can happen. If you're not moving your body, circulation, different things can start to happen if you're not taking care of yourself. So when you're living on purpose, you understand the necessity that taking care of your mental health, your physical health is, right? Not just your spirit. Number five, when you're living on purpose, you're able to let go of failure easier, okay? Life just becomes easier to navigate. It's really fulfilling that word in the word that says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. You can make decisions without tripping, right? And you can let go of failure because you know that you're called to something higher than what this circumstance or situation is. Number six, when you're living on purpose, forgiving others and letting go of bitterness also becomes easier, right? You recognize that I forgive because God has given me this abundance of mercy and this capacity for to forgive. And I'm not going to make this about me because I know that holding on to bitterness is going to make my life hard and it's going to prevent me from living on purpose. So every day I'm going to work on releasing until I fully forgiven. I'm going to walk that process out and it becomes easier because you're connected again to something bigger. Number seven, living on purpose, gratitude actually becomes an essential part of your life, okay? You recognize that your energy is everything, and being connected to God is how you keep really good energy, right? God's the one that gives you that, but you can't really do that. Gratitude is the shortcut (laughs) to get out of any negative emotion, okay? You can't be pitiful and powerful at the same time, right? Number eight, when you're living on purpose, you engage in positive behaviors. You literally think, is this going to advance my life? Is this going to help me grow? Does this serve my purpose? And if the answer is no, it's a no, right? Number nine, when you're living on purpose, you actually expand your worldview. You start to to vision. You start to create. You start to think higher thoughts, right? Peter Pan style. You start to get out of lack and limitation. You start to see beyond all of that because you're thinking and you're dreaming with God and you're giving yourself space for that also. And number 10, when you're living on purpose, you develop more empathy for others. This is huge because when you have put yourself on the line uh, when you have done something that you don't know how to do and you kind of just figure it out on the way, you recognize how much courage that takes, you you recognize how much grit that takes, you recognize how much failure that takes, (laughs) how much energy it takes, how much resilience it takes, how much oil and anointing that takes, and you give other people a break, okay? It's usually people that are not in the process, that are not in the arena, that have the most to say because they just don't get it, all right? So you develop more empathy for others when you are in the arena yourself. Number 11, when you're living on purpose, you live a values-based life. So you really know what I would say your top five core values are and you live from them. So you really embrace that inner, outer way of living. You live from the inside out. And it's really important to do that because that's how you set your priorities. Number 12, when you're living on purpose, you're more aligned in all that you do. You can live on purpose no matter where you're at. When you're at a job, when you're volunteering, when you're on a grocery run, when you're cooking dinner, when you're cleaning the house, you can still do that with purpose. You can still invite God into all that you do. Even in the car, I I call it car university where I'm always listening to a podcast or something that's going to develop and grow me. Number 13, and lastly, when you're living on purpose, you gain clarity about the future despite uncertainties. So this is really tied to the scripture that he who started a good work in me is faithful to complete it. And I know that God works all things for good. So I might not understand how this fits into the masterpiece but i know that it's a part of it i i don't have to be certain to know that god is good to know that god is faithful to know that god is sovereign i don't have to know it all to trust that right so you gain clarity about the future because you you operate how god does The word says that God leads in ways of pleasantness and peace. And the more we're in peace, the more powerful we are. The more we can receive from God, the more we can sense Holy Spirit in our lives, the more we can take inspired action, the more we can process and be present in what is and not miss opportunities that God is highlighting, the more we can be a gift to other people and acknowledge them or pour life into them. So... Yes, you get more clarity about the future and how God is connecting the dots, so to speak. Okay, oh my goodness, I hope this helped you. I know that this was a longer episode, but it was full of so much goodness, OMG. Um, So here's some things, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure that you follow, leave a comment, give me a rating if this is blessing you, share it with a friend, you can copy the link to this and share it with a friend. You can also follow me, as I mentioned, over on YouTube. You can follow me over on social media, on Instagram for some of the behind the scenes. It's at Miss MS Juliana Page. And you can connect with me, learn more about coaching. I've got courses and books and many fun things to just help bless your soul and help you in the process of doing all this inner work. You can find all of that over at JulianaPage.com. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.